the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Rob Black, weekday mornings from 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. You, your money, your life, your dreams. The answers are here. This is Rob Black. Welcome in. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Got a good show planned for you today. We're going to be talking with an attorney in the second hour of the show. But the first hour of the show, it's just you and me, so to speak, talking all things financial. I'll mix in some other odds and ends. For instance, our President Obama is going to be speaking tonight to the nation on ABC, on NBC, on CBS. It's one of those nights that you hated as a teenage kid where there's nothing on TV except for the president. Well, there is actually something on TV. On Fox night, you could watch So You Think You Can Dance, which I learned yesterday. A lot of men have a weird thing about telling other men that they watch So You Think You Can Dance because we feel slightly, I guess, homosexual if we admit it. I watch So You Think You Can Dance on occasion. I agree. I admit it. I know. It's out there. But tonight, it's going to be a presidential night. So he's going to be talking about what? He's going to be talking about health care. And all eyes will be on President Obama. And he's going to try to build a little momentum for health care overhaul. There is no doubt in my mind that we need not a fix to the system, but maybe more competition, maybe a change to the system, maybe an evolution of the system. I can tell you as a previous small business owner, healthcare costs are crazy. They kill small businesses. I can also tell you another thing that kills small businesses, state taxes. Um, I wouldn't open a small business in the state of California if you paid me to. I'd open it in another state and do business in the state of California up to the levels that I don't have to pay state income taxes. Anyhow, you get where I'm going at with this. So there's going to be a lot of banter about it tonight. A lot of people say no no human should go without health care. And, you know, that's certainly a, a thought. There's no doubt about it. But that's not how the system's played right now. So getting from point A to point Z or point T, that would be a pretty radical jump. Will Obama be able to do it? He's going to look weak if he can't get some sort of health care passed this year. So I'm, I'm if I were a betting man, some sort of health care reform comes put in place. Now, you know her, you love her, Sarah Palin. She's blasting healthcare reform in a Wall Street Journal editorial today. I'll try to cover a little bit of that. Oil's hovering above $71 a barrel amidst weakening U.S. dollar. OPEC committee today, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, uh, they've recommended no oil production cut. Mortgage applications are surging. Rates are tumbling. McDonald's is a big story today. They've come out with weaker same-store sales than expected. Now, again, that's a weird concept. Same-store sales increased for McDonald's, but the problem being they weren't as strong as expected. Now, everyone has a value menu out there in the world of fast food, and everyone out there is promoting it at this point in time because McDonald's has been so successful in the economic downturn with it. Vivas is a winner-winner chicken dinner today. 
Now, what does Vivas do? Well, they've just came out with released uh, data today on positive late-stage clinical data for their anti-obesity drug called Quinexa. Shares of Vivas are up over 70% today on that news. Again, we're an obese nation. President Obama suggested yesterday, he threw out a balloon. He said, let's tax sodas. Let's, let's tax sugary drinks. Well, let's tax cigarettes. Let's tax, you know, marijuana. Let's tax, what else can we tax out there? Well, now we're going after sugary drinks. Down the road, will we be taxing water? I don't know. So, again, I'm not trying to be that crazy conservative saying, you know, what are you going to do, tax air next, President Obama? I'm not that crazy. But I don't feel good about taxing sodas. I don't feel good about it. Why don't we tax greasy food? Why don't we tax fast food? You know, to me, it's a, it's a debate that's just inane. Why don't we stop spending money before we raise taxes? That's my angle on it. So Vivas shares up 70% today. They've got an anti-obesity drug that is in late-stage clinical uh, data is coming out on it. So there's a little story today about the taxpayers. We, the taxpayers, are facing heavy losses on the auto bailout. The bank bailout has worked out pretty well for the United States. We're getting more money back from it than what we gave them at a better rate of return. That's not too shabby. But the auto bailout, not as good of an investment. Uh, there's a federal, federal governor again today who's out there basically saying the U.S. economy is in recovery. It's starting to take shape. Ladies and gentlemen, the recession is over. Now, it depends on what you call a recession, though. I'm going to get an economist on soon to talk a little bit about this, this concept because GDP recession is over. Our GDP is going to bounce out of the negative growth. Why? Because of government spending, not because of people spending. Now, how long is it until capitalism takes form and we get some economic recovery and start adding jobs? The job recession is still very much so in place. So those are the, some of the top stories. Oh, 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 in 45 minutes or so, we're going to see maybe Steve Jobs come out on stage at a Apple event where they're going to be announcing, woo, the Beatles have come to the iPod. All the music of the Beatles will be available for the iTunes store. We may see a new software version of the iTunes. We may see some new iPods as far as storage increases. Supposedly, we're supposed to get an iPod that had a phone, uh, camera on it. That it seems to be going away because they seem to be having some manufacturing problems with it. So in about 45 minutes, we're going to get some brand new spanking uh, material to look at with Apple. Again, I own shares of Apple. I should disclose that every time I mention the freaking fracking company's name. Teen unemployment at record levels. I saw this story yesterday. I'm going to talk about that today as well. Um, I see local San Francisco company Bechtel. They're going to build solar plants in, uh, in the state of California. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But let's talk a little bit about the stock market while I have a couple minutes here. A week ago today, market participants were wondering if the long-awaited correction finally arrived. That's because the S&P 500 dropped 22 points. Long story short, dropped 2.2% on the first day of September. Since then, not so bad. Participants have known, and uh, if the correction is going to arrive, is the correction not going to arrive? Is the correction going to arrive? But S&P 500 made up all that ground that they lost on the first day of September. It's called market resiliency. It's not a surprise. Um... Let's see, how do, I, how do I make this into something that you really want to hear about? Stock market is validating the view that sometimes expect the unexpected. So there's something out there called the Baltic Dry Index. And this is very, 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 it's a telling poker play face, so to speak. 
Now, the stock market is, is, is running high, and it's saying, woo, world economies. And yesterday, for instance, commodities did super well. Gold did well. Silver did well. Oil did well. Copper did really well. So commodities had a really good day yesterday because of the weak dollar. That's one of the reasons the market did well. It wasn't because small businesses did well. It wasn't because you know technology companies reported super earnings and they're hiring people. It wasn't anything like that. It was because commodities did well in the weaker dollar. That's one of those stock market rallies that you, you want, but you don't really want. You want commodities to lead us on demand, but not because of weaker dollar. You want it on demand, you know, end user demand. So there's some cross currents going on. Anyway, I digress. The Baltic Dry Index, it's a shipping index. It shows us, you know, boats going across the country. Uh, not across the country. Boats going across the, the oceans. It's a shipping index, and it's lagging. It's basically saying, hey, there's not that much economic activity coming out of the ground right now. We're not shipping clothes. We're not shipping oil. We're not shipping, you know, uh, iron ore. It's, it's pretty telling. Worthy of note. It's the weak dollar player right now that's pushing markets higher. And for some people who are professional, what they're going to do is they're going to short the gold miners. They're going to short silver. They're going to short, short uh, mining stocks. There's a chart that you should look at. DBA, it's an agricultural commodity index. And it looks like it should break down. Professionals are going to step in there and say, we want that at 25 buckaroos. We don't like it where it is at this current point level because it's all tied towards the weaker dollar. It's not tied towards people eating more commodities. I think you get where I'm going out with this. So professionals are looking at this commodity rally as probably not sustainable if it's just going to be based on the weaker dollar. Now, again, weaker dollars played to the U.S. government and our treasury and our taxes and printing money. So take a look at the power shares, agricultural um, commodity. It looks as if it's breaking down right under $25, and it could go to the $20 level. Now, those are the top stories. That's the market update for you. Take a little bit of a break here. Let me tease that I'm going to be talking about unemployment. I'm going to be talking about Apple. I've got some stories on Greenspan and Citigroup and swine flu. Um, CEO stepping down, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I'll, I'll give you some professional opinions here. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. If you have any questions on anything, 800-345-5639. Do you watch So You Think You Can Dance? Give me a call and support your fellow bro. I don't know. I wish I could dance. <laughs> I think that's the name of the, the show in my head. I wish I could dance like that. Hot chicks, very few clothes. That's another good name for that show. <laughs> 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Yes, I'm that much of an idiot when it comes to talking about dancing. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. One eight hundred three four five K N E W. This is Rob Black. Got something brand new and fancy at nine ten K N E W dot com. You can listen to the show live in crystal clear digital streaming. There's a blog there. You can join in, punch my big head, and suddenly you're 
you're amongst friends, so to speak, who are fellow fans of the Rob Black Show, also known as Blackheads. While at it, I hear there's a webcam as of today where you get to see the head of Heidi, the producer. I know you're saying, that sounds exciting. Her head? Not even just her head. The back of her head. How fun is that? Now, Steve Jobs. So anyway, that's at 910kdw.com. Now, Steve Jobs shows up today in San Francisco for a company event for Apple. He walked into the rear entrance before a product unveiling. The 54-year-old the hasn't been seen in public or made a public appearance since, oh, good golly, quite a while. He took a five-and-a-half-month medical leave this year. He walked by at least a couple people. He's wearing blue jeans and a black shirt. Typically what Steve Jobs wears is blue jeans and a black shirt. So he's in his Steve Jobs uh, camouflage costume, so to speak. Now, Apple's actually based in Cupertino. Shares rose today just on the sighting of Steve Jobs. He co-founded Apple with Steve Wozniak way, way, way back in 1976. He was ousted by the board in 1985. Almost... Interesting, almost mockishly funny to think about Steve Jobs being ousted. He's probably one of the most important CEOs of our lifetime in the sense, um, two phone calls. He's uh, probably one of the most important CEOs in our lifetime as far as the tie towards the product. You think of Apple, you think of the iPhone, but you also think of Steve Jobs almost right there. So he's a cancer survivor. He last appeared at an event way, way back in October. So that's the big story of the day. I think that's the big story of the day. Tonight, it's going to be all about President Obama and what he has to say about health care. That's tonight. You know what's actually interesting? I was reading through some, some financial news this morning. And Alan Greenspan has said something that's pretty interesting. He says another financial crisis is inevitable. Now, we're not even out of this financial crisis, but he says another one is inevitable. He says the global financial crisis is inevitable again because human nature always reverts to speculative excesses during a period of sustained prosperity. Now, he's the former head of the Federal Reserve. Greenspan said, quote, the crisis will happen again, but it'll be different. That is the unquenchable capability of human beings when confronted with long periods of prosperity to presume that it will continue. Greenspan is in Britain right now, and he said periods of uh, he said uh, the United States and Britain will ultimately be hurt more than other countries because this is where the root of a lot of financial crises began. He said the subsequent worldwide financial crisis and global recession has become globally focused on our economy. Countries smarting from the near collapse of the banking system will struggle to match their stated desire for increased regulation with other stated need for free global trade. That's a genius comment. He said two things here in this whole shtick that he gave out to us. He said another financial crisis inevitable in large part due to when times are good, we assume it'll always be good. That's pretty good stuff. He also said that down the road, countries will say, you know, we want free global trade, but we also want regulation, and they're ultimately going to go with the trade. Good comments. I'm not saying caution ahead. No way, way. You'd be a fool. Last time we had a big crisis like this was back in 89-92. You'd be a fool to avoid stocks for what happened from 1990 to 2008. You'd be a fool to avoid them. 
we get another 18 years like that, I'll take it. I don't think we'll get another 18 years before that happens again. But there's always going to be bubbles and there's always going to be speculation. Best thing you can do is be the little squirrel who saves nuts for uh, the winter. You always want to save 10, 15% of your paycheck before you do anything, before you pay rent, before you get uh, a subscription to Sports Illustrated. Before you go to dinner tonight, you want to save 15% of your paycheck, 10 to 15% for your winter. What is your winter? Your winter is age 60 to 100 when you no longer get good income. You also want to save two to six months of income in case you lose your job during that year's 20 to 60 while you're, you're saving your 10 to 15% for age 60 to 100. Let's go to Adrian and San Leandro, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Adrian. Uh, what's up, Rob? Not too much. Hey, How you uh, doing? I wanted your opinion on uh, target-dated mutual funds. Uh, Fidelity has a like uh, 2050 mutual fund. I think it's FFFHX maybe or FFFVX. Sure. Um, I'm 26, and I just wanted to know what your take was on that. Um, okay. So you're playing right into what I was just actually talking about from age 20 to 60, you're going to sit, you're going to earn income. And from age 60 to hundred, you're going to live off what you saved right now. Now you're thinking about a target fund for like a 401k an IRA. What do you think? Where are you going to put it? It's probably since I, since I'm targeting it for, you know, the year third, the fund is 2050. I'm, it's probably going to go into my, uh, IRA. Okay. So you have an IRA. Buy it for IRA. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you get a 401k at work? Uh, no, I don't. I, I was actually at a company previous to this that had a 401k. Um, my current company does not have one, so I opened up a uh, rollover IRA through Fidelity. Okay, rollover IRA. Good, good, good. That's um, good stuff. You know, um, before we go into the, the target funds, the Fidelity funds in particular, that's something your generation and my generation face is that we change jobs a lot. And when we do, sometimes we don't qualify for a 401k for six months or a year, or maybe the new company doesn't even have a 401k. I would take a job at $60,000 versus $63,000 if the $60,000 job had a 401k and the $63,000 didn't. So keep in mind in your life, as you change jobs, you're going to want to look at perks like 401ks, look at perks like healthcare because those are expensive and um, they're good perks. Okay, but back to your Fidelity Freedom Fund. At your age, and how old did you say you were? Uh, 26. 26. Um, Adrian, the best advice I can give you is go with the Fidelity Freedom Fund and put in $160 at least a month. That'll come out to almost $2,000 a year. If you could put in more, that's great. But I think you can find $160 in your budget more than likely. Um, at your age, um, don't get things like HBO. Get things like Netflix. Um, at your age, don't have cable TV unless you really, really, really need it. Um, but uh, max out that that IRA as much as you can. And the Fidelity Freedom Fund, it's good because what it does, it's cheap. It's low cost. So you don't pay the management of the fund a lot of money. And it's just a whole bunch of Fidelity mutual funds kind of clumped together. Right. Now, um, here's what I want you to think about it, though, is you're going to see Apple go up 100% in a year, and you're going to say, damn it, I want to own Apple. And I don't want right. you to own Apple because you're 26. Right now, I want you to figure out the opposite sex. I want you to marry well. I want you to delay having kids until you're ready to have kids. I want you to delay buying a house until you're ready to settle down for 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and I just want you to accumulate $160 a month in this fund. It's not going to hit a home run for you. But slowly but surely, you're going to you know, look around and you're going to say, hey, I put a nut away here, and then I put another nut away here, and then I put another nut away here in a month. And then down the road, you're going to say, whoa, I got a lot of nuts. Right, and you're going right. to be happy about that. And then later in life, you can manage that a little bit more fine. But right now, you're in accumulation mode versus 
um, being super smart and and hitting home run modes. Right. Now, the other day you had a chat on the line. Or you had chat on the air with you, sure. and um, he made a suggestion about splitting uh, contributions uh, for your IRA and Roth IRA. Would, would would I is that something I should think about too at my age, or should I just stick with my uh, traditional IRA that I've got? If you can do that, if set up an IRA and a Roth IRA, it makes a lot of sense, Adrian. If you think you're going to be wealthy when you retire, and that's a that's a hell of a you know you're you're not even close to retirement. You're you're trying to figure out the opposite sex. You're trying to figure out where you're going to work next. Um, but if you think in forty years from now, thirty years from now, you're going to have a lot of money then you want to set up a Roth, and you also want to set up a regular IRA. So later in your retirement, you could say, hmm, I'm going to fly around the world, so I need $30,000, and you take that out of your Roth so you don't pay taxes on it. Because money that comes to you in retirement is taxed, whether it's your IRA or your Roth IRA. Now, the Roth IRA is not taxed, so you would take the big chunks out of the Roth, you would take the smaller chunks out of the regular IRA. Gotcha. So you can keep your um, taxable taxable income bracket uh, lower in retirement. That's kind of a weird okay. thought, but your IRA in retirement is income, and you get taxed on it yet again. <laughs> it's it's offensive, but it's true. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Ah, to be 26 years old, I wish I could go back to that time. A little bit more love in your life, a little bit more creativity, a little less stress, fewer things bothering you. Uh, yeah, Fidelity Freedom Funds are ideal, and if you can split it, that's great. If not, I just put it in regular iron or put it in a Roth. I mean, make a choice. You, it, nothing's more right than the other. It's going to depend on where you are you know, 20 to 30 years from now, and he may not have the, the ability to, to think about that. A lot of people go, well, the way the government's spending, everything's going to be more expensive. So you'd want to go with a Roth. You'd want to go with the Roth because we could assume that taxes are going to be higher, but it's pretty tough to tax the lowest income bracket. And in retirement, you tend to hang around that lowest income tax bracket. It's tough to raise taxes on them because it's political suicide. Don't you wish our nation would make decisions that were correct and not based on political suicide or political longevity? Like this whole healthcare thing. If if we were to say no one gets reelected, don't you think that Maybe they would come up with a good health care plan that really wasn't catering to potential voters or, or future voters. Somehow, I think so. Coming up next time, I'm going to be talking with estate planning lawyer, Michelle Lerman. We'll be talking about all sorts of content. If you have any questions for her along the lines of estate planning issues, feel free to drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. We'll talk about probate. We'll talk about protection. We'll talk about... You know, who estate planning attorneys are good for. I got more content coming up for you. 800 345 5639. It's 800 345 5639 to get your calls on The Rob Black Show. is watching your wallet live and local. Call 1-800-345-KNEW. Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. It's a big day for those of you cool enough to have an iPhone or cool enough to have an iPod. I still don't have an iPod. How sad and pathetic am I? I don't even know how to use an iPod. At times when I'm at a party and someone says, hey, can you go change the iPod? I'm like, I always go, I look stupid. 
I know you're saying, must be a common thing on your face looking stupid. Yes, it is at times. So anyway, Apple's coming out with their news. And let me throw out what we see so far in the news. Um, Steve Jobs is on stage as we speak. And he has admitted to having a liver transplant. He appears skinny. He's noted 1.8 billion applications have been downloaded so far for the iPhone. That's a lot of applications, ladies and gentlemen. That's where Apple is so far ahead in the lead. Down the road, everyone's going to have a touchscreen. Everyone's going to have a thin, you know, um, phone slash computer slash handheld device. They're all eventually going to look kind of same. Some of us will like keyboards and some of us will like the form factor of just a touchscreen only. Some of us will say, let's do a combination of both. But it's the applications that Apple is so far ahead of the, the, the world in telecommunications. And again, just go to iTunes and play around and see what applications there are. Some of them are insane. Some of them are video games. Some of them are you punch in talking heads. You punch in Rolling Stones. You punch in Beatles. And that weird combination will now give you music cues to pull from. Um, You sing a song. You go, love, love me true. Um, and again, it, it tells you the lyrics of the song. It it finds the song for you. It tells you who the artist is. It tells you that you actually, it's love, love me do, not love, love me true. So it corrects you. It's pretty cool. So they got all, they got maps. They've got all sorts of, they got calculators on the iPhone. They've got just crazy applications. Some of them are crazy expensive. Some of them are crazy cheap. So anyway, 1.8 billion. That's how far ahead they are than say Blackberry. Does anyone go... BlackBerry's got this great application store. No, no one does that. Does anyone say Palm's got this great application store? No. That's how far ahead Apple is. So anyway, Apple has announced at the event that the iPhone iPod operating system 3.1 is going to launch today. At the event, they've introduced iTunes 9. They've added 30,000 ringtones for the iPhone at a buck 29 per ringtone. They remain the number one seller of music in the nation. They've sold 8.5 billion songs. Ten years ago, 15 years ago, did you ever think Apple was going to be Tower Records? They're Tower Records. They're the dominant music retailer of our life for now. At the event, Apple has announced that iTunes 9 will now allow Facebook and Twitter sharing of content. Not sure exactly how that's going to be integrated, but cool. Apple at the event introduced iTunes LP. It includes digital digital video, linear notes, credits, customized content for albums. You know, I, I hate Steve Jobs because he's basically killed the album. Well, now I love Steve Jobs because he's trying to bring the album back. And if you buy the whole album of the artist, now you're going to get extra, like maybe a concert video and some liner notes. And you're going to get um, customized content. Maybe you'll get a ticket discount if they come into town. So now he's trying to bring the album back. He's trying to kill the single. Not kill the single. He's still going to want the single to work well. But anyway, some good stuff coming out. Now, Apple's so funny because we dissect this company inside and out. For instance, the rumors leading up to the event so far, and again, the event's not over. Camera feature is going to be delayed. New iPod may not be unveiled due to some technical issues with the camera being included. The iPod refresh, no capacity increases for the iPod Nano and iPod Shuffle, though the new 160 gig wide iPod Classic would be a bump up from 120 gig. Another rumor was um, HD capability. Now, Harman Kardon stated that it supports HD video content stored on iPod and iPhone products, features currently unavailable. 
Another big rumor was the Beatles on iTunes. Although it would coincide with the release of the Beatles remastered box sets, this rumor resurfaces at every event. It still remains ultimately speculative. And yesterday it was leaked that Yoko Ono said that the Beatles' whole catalog would be available on the iTunes. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And the Apple tablet. Now, that's, now some of these rumors are going to be you know, shifted towards next year. Some of these rumors you know, are going to be pushed back. But anyway... I don't get the whole, it's only rock and roll, but we like it yet from what we've seen at this Apple event. Now, ever so briefly, I want to change the topic from Apple. And if there's more notes on Apple coming out, I'll I'll share those with you. I want to talk a little bit about teen unemployment. Pity the unemployed, as I like to say, but pity the young and unemployed. We know that the nation's rapidly approaching 10% unemployment. We know that the real rate of unemployment in the United States i.e. people who want to work full-time but are only given part-time hours or no hours at all, they're unemployed, is at about 16%. U.S. teenage unemployment rate, do you know what it is? If you're a teenager and you want a job, the unemployment rate's 25.5%. Teenagers can't typically apply for unemployment because they got that little problem with parents. So, claiming them as dependent. So 25.5%, that's the highest since we've been keeping stats in 1948. Uh, teen unemployment, 25.5%. The percentage of, percentage of overall teenagers who are working, it's at this lowest level in the recorded history. Now, I grew up shoveling snow as like a youth, a youth. When I was six, seven, eight years old, I was shoveling snow for people, making a buck here, a buck there kind of thing. Then I got into raking leaves. And by my teenage years, I was making money at, Scoop and ice cream. I remember I worked at a, a Baskin Robbins. I know you're saying, Rob, that's a pretty feminine job. <laughs> it is a pretty feminine job. It was all chicks. And I had to write on cakes, and I couldn't write on cakes, and, and people would get mad at me because I'd be, it'd be like, happy birthday, Sasha, and I was supposed to be happy birthday, Susie. And I, I just, my handwriting was awful, and cake writing's difficult at best, and I didn't really like working at, uh, in ice cream, but it was a lot of chicks. So I got to work with a lot of girls, if you know what I'm saying. So my hormones were happy or at least my hormones were crazy. I, I waited tables at that point in time. Um, I quickly learned that the only good money in waiting tables is illegal money in waiting tables, i.e. serving people stuff for free because they overtip you. Uh, working for 15%, uh-uh. working for 15 to 30%, that's the way to go about it. Um, I learned how to play people while I was waiting tables. I worked at over 30 restaurants uh, in my teenage years and my college years. In large part, I like to go to Europe every summer. So I would work basically nine months of the year and then take three months of the year off, and people didn't much care for that. And I was always moving up the chain. For instance, I started at like a Bob's Big Boy, uh, you know, doing breakfast on Sundays. Easiest job on the planet. You bring plates to people and a check. So that ain't too too hard. But then I, you know, would go up to the high-end restaurant in the town or the city or whatever it was. And anyway, um, worked many, 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 many jobs. But that seems to be going away. That's almost sad. There's an amazing number of kids out there looking for work, and they just can't. And I loved working as a teenager. Um, I, I worked for a, a computer company. Well, it was called the Amazing Village. And it wasn't really a computer company. What it was was a retailer that sold computers, but they also sold just goofy little things as well, knickknacks like trolls. And it was it was definitely for a teenage, it was like an 8 to 18-year-old store, um, maybe a little hobby enthusiast thrown in there. But anyway, they sold Apple IIs. And one of my first jobs was putting together Apple IICs and Apple IIes and to this day, I still love putting together computers. I think I'm a better business person because of all of my my jobs that I had to go through. I think I'm a better uh, patron at a restaurant now because I, I know what it's like to be a waiter or waitress, so to speak. I guess I don't know what it's like to be a waitress. Anyway, um, 
teenagers are going to lose that. They're going to lose the ability to work and really learn how to handle people, which again, college doesn't teach you how to be, college doesn't teach you a, a craft. College teaches you how to get up early. College teaches you how to turn stuff in on, on a regular basis. College teaches you discipline. So jobs teach you a lot of this too. And that's, it's sad to me to see America's youth, uh, the inexperienced workers, they're not getting jobs right now and they need it. Uh, this August found more than one quarter of teenagers in the job market unable to find work at unemployment rate nearly three times that of non-teenagers. Again, in the United States, the average unemployment is about 9%, 9.4%, So at 25%, that's almost three times as much. Right now, you've got an estimated 1.6 million teenagers who are unemployed. Um, I think that's amazing. Now, Congress has actually set aside, and this again, this doesn't get headline news. You're not going to hear anyone reporting on television that uh, Congress has set aside $1.2 billion for youth jobs and training. And with everything stimulus-related, supporters um, say the money has you know, tempered a bad situation, but overall, the numbers are just awful. Recent college graduates unable to find higher paying jobs. They're taking the jobs that teenagers would typically get at Starbucks and Gap. So they're kind of pushing people out. Older people aren't retiring. They've seen their homes drop in value. They've seen their 401ks cut. So the older people aren't retiring. So there's less attrition. There's less need to be bringing in college people. So you see how the whole system's playing out. And ultimately, it's hurting our teenagers. And again, Lord knows, I learned so many wonderful things about the birds and the bees. I learned so many wonderful things about business. I learned so many wonderful things about how to be a good person from working as a teenager. In today's labor market, you got to go to college. That's for darn sure. You're going to get a job that pays you what ultimately you need to uh, have a a survivable living wage. But, oh, holy mackerel. It's tough to be a teenager. With all those hormones, you're already crazy, girl crazy, boy crazy. Can't get a job to help, you know, wean the, the fairer sex. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Black is watching your wallet live and local. Call 1-800-345-KNEW. In the second hour, I'm going to be talking with Michelle Lerman, real estate lawyer, estate planner. She wears many, many, many hats. She's been voted number one favorite lawyer from Red. I'm begging you, the audience, to make me number one in something so I can go around and say I'm number one fan favorite listener radio show host. I want Ron Owens to die at this point in time because he always gets the award. And I'm never going to be able to take him off. But I'm younger than him, so maybe I'll just outlive him is my goal. So anyway, we're going to be talking about uh, probate, uh, living trusts. We're going to be talking about transferring of assets, protecting wealth, issues along those lines. I think you'll, you'll dig what she has to do. Um, and again, it has something to do with what you and I have to do. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I'm taking a look, and this is kind of, um, you know, the whole Apple event. Another thing that they've announced, and I've already announced what they've announced so far, so I'll only give you the new announcements, but Electronic Arts, um, they're at the event, and they've announced Madden NFL 2010 is coming to the App Store. I 
pod touch technology, that little screen, the iPhone's touch screen, it's a great platform for video games. And I think that you're going to see in the, the weeks and years to come that Apple's going to be kind of a backdoor play against Xbox, a backdoor play against Sony PlayStation 3, a backdoor play against the Wii. It's a unique platform, and it's not that hard to port from one system to the next system, so we'll see. Now, clearly it's not a robust computer and super high-end, but I think you'll, um, you're going to start seeing that Apple's a, a play on video games. Apple's a play on music. Apple's a play on phones. Well, a lot of these things are converging already as well. You can see Apple's a play on movies. Anyway, I'm totally digressing. How about this for a sweet gig? We learned uh, this week that a Texas DNA exonerated a prisoner and he gets prosperity. Love this story. So DNA in a case comes to, to fruition that Thomas McGowan actually didn't rape the person he was convicted of raping. So long story short, he's going from prison to prosperity. State of Texas has this unique program that if you've been wrongly jailed, they compensate you. And they've got a interesting way to do it. But he's going to get $1.8 million. And could you imagine being a convict, hardened convict, and hardened jail, being innocent, but you're still in jail, and then be given $1.8 million? In Texas, you get $80,000 for each year that you spend behind bars wrongly. Now, the compensation also includes a lifetime annuity payment for the wrongly convicted between forty dollars and $50,000 a year, making it the nation's most generous package to be wrongly convicted of. I don't know. How many years would you... I, I often say, would you cut off a finger for a million? I'd cut off a finger for a million dollars. I don't know if I'd go to jail, a hard jail for any period of time, because let's just put it this way. I'm on the soft side. So the annuity payments are very, 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 very popular uh, because you can spread out the payments and you don't have to walk into 1.8 million dollars so a lot of these parolees or well, i guess you can say free men they get taken because you know suddenly you got all this money and all your friends want to tell you how to use it same thing goes with professional football players which by the way i'm going to be talking football on friday football and money i'm going to be talking about the athletes i'm going to be talking about how they mismanage their money i'm going to be talking about the sports you know the raiders versus the 49ers which is the better franchise i'm going to be talking all sorts of issues on on friday about sports so anyway that's coming up anyway 1.8 million dollars to be wrongly convicted to be behind bars for 20 plus years and then dna ultimately frees you interesting right someone will make a movie out of that so dr pepper snapple it could be the worst corporate name of all time. Dr. Pepper, Snapple. What happened? Well, Dr. Pepper spun off from Cadbury Schweppes and they got together with Snapple. They came up with this catchy name, Dr. Pepper, Snapple. They've reaffirmed their 2009 guidance. Now, in the world of money and Wall Street and investments, reaffirming is actually a pretty nice thing because it's the demon known versus the demon unknown. Now, even if it's lower guidance, we'll punish them a bit. We'll take the stock down. But knowing the guidance, knowing that they're good with these numbers... A lot of money will say, I'll, I'll invest my money in that because there's some safety. Now, I'm not telling you to go put money in Dr. Pepper Snapple, but you like hearing reaffirmed guidance. E-Trade today said their CEO is going to step down. The CEO, his name is Donald Layton. He said he's going to, quote, he's delivered on his commitment to recapitalize the company. He told the board that he's going to step down at the end of the year. Now, here's the demon unknown. Who's going to replace him? 
Is it going to be Steve Jobs? Well, is it going to be Rob Black? Who's going to be the CEO of E-Trade? So that brings up a question of, okay, he could be worse. He could be better. So if he was a very popular CEO, chief executive officer, we might view this step down as a negative until we, you know, I'm not going to put my money in that company because what happens if they put that crazy talk show guy, Rob Black, in? So a demon unknown, demon known, demon unknown. Now, there's also stories out there today about swine flu and how you can make more money off. I've given you at least 10 ideas on it, but there's another story on it today. Barron's Online is talking about swine flu, which is coming to a, an area near you this fall. Will you get the swine flu shot? I'll get the swine flu shot. I'm one of those people I believe in taking shots. Uh, I don't know why I believe in taking shots, but I believe in taking shots. So anyway, there's going to be some diagnostic tests, hospital supplies, and antivirals. Now, there's some, you know, there's some obvious ones, like the drug companies, but there's some not-so-obvious ones, like Becton Dickinson. Um, they make a device. So there's a company called Massimo, which makes a device that measures the oxygen in your blood. Becton Dickinson and Johnson & Johnson, they make masks. Uh, 3M makes the mask that you put on your face so that you don't breathe in the virus and things along those lines, and medical supplies. So there's going to be all sorts of plays on swine flu in the retail sector. Think about it. You hear swine flu is at your kid's school. What are you going to do? You're going to run out to CVS. You're going to run out to Long's. You're going to run out to a drugstore and, and pick up cleaning supplies. So the local pharmaceutical retail plays will have a play. The retail industry, the travel industry will fly a lot less. I know I'll fly less if, if swine flu is running rampant. I'm not going to. That's at least the mindset. I'm still going to want to go on vacation. I'm still going to go on vacation. But some people mentally will turn off the, the travel clock, so to speak. Group entertainment. Do you really want to go see the, the movies this, this fall? If someone's coughing on you, you know, a couple rows back, they may have swine flu. You may die. So there's going to be all sorts of psychological plays on swine flu. And I promise with the misery sweeping across the country, I will do my very, very best to show you how to invest in it. So, because the stock market's got many, many deep corners to play off the swine flu preparation. Gilead Sciences is, is probably the most obvious one. But, like, you probably never heard of a company called Massimo, ticker symbol MASI, which measures oxygen in your blood. Pretty important key indicator on swine flu issues. So, anyway, totally digressing. Got about a minute left here to fill. Oh, 910kenew.com. Right now you can see the back of Heidi's head at 910kenew.com. Heidi's my producer. How's that for a webcam? We're going to obviously have to move it at some point in time. I don't know if I want it on me because I, sh- I do the show topless. And, you know, the hairy chest on camera, high definition, not exactly the best look. So we have that. Tease Michelle. Tease Michelle. Michelle Lerman. Realestateinvestorlaw.com is her website if you want to check her out before she comes on. Michelle Lerman. Um, she's number one favorite lawyer. Come on. There's got to be a lawyer joke somewhere in there. She's uh, estate planning, trust and probate law. She's the co-chair of Marin County Bar. So she's got a resume. She's, ooh, listen to this. Magma. Magna cum laude. 1980 UCLA. Good stuff. So she's super smart attorney coming in studio. Let's hope she, hopefully she doesn't school me. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Rob Black. Weekday mornings from 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.